Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. I mean, it should record. Yeah, it's recording. All right, good. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, again, this is why I, I fucking... Technology constantly fails me. Constantly. <laughs> fucking constantly fails me. Constantly. Where is the screen? I just had it. Oh, boy. Where is it? 1215, 1217. There you go. All right. Now, why can't you see me? Oh boy! Because I have the wrong fucking camera on it. That's why. <laughs> I it, see part of the TV. Yeah, I have, I have I have the show camera, but it doesn't. It won't, oh, this is this is ridiculous. Hold on. Appearance camera. Hey, hey, mom just called you. My her back. Yeah, call mom back. Another deal. Blah 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 blah. Why is it not doing this? You son of a bee. All right. Well, at least we got the camera. Got that. Got that. Additional settings. No appearance. What's the appearance? No, I don't care about Google. Why is it not cooperating? You there, right? Yep, I'm here. Watch together. Ooh. Ooh, let's watch together. Oh, you know we can. Oh, you know, hold on a second. I wonder if we can watch the fucking pay-per-view. The uh, the thing that I... Uploads. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's fucking... Was that, what the hell is that? What the hell is this? Oh, that's a show. That's a concert. Ah, uh, that's one for you, buddy. Who the fuck am I? That's right there. Anyway, no. Nah, I mean the audio. I just want to know why. I, I want to put the camera on me, but it won't let me. Oh, settings. Hold on, let me try this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go. Oh. Oh, there it is. What a fucking shit show, man. This thing is terrible. <laughs> I am no good at this. And 10 years in, I should be fucking... I should be stoned. I should be at the fucking stake. They should be stoning me like they did back in the day. Hmm. I think they have... Don't they still do um the... How do they do executions in Utah? Do they have the fucking the guns still? They they line people up and shoot them? Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. So, especially southern Utah. Fucking Mormons anyway. Anyway. What are you sleeping? What are you doing today? 
Me? I uh, Well, I was shoveling, and then I was working, and now I'm doing this, and then I'm going back to work after that. Oh, you're going back to work? And I got the last one tonight. What are you, you going to do if they fucking strike? You got another gig lined up? Oh, yeah, that's just my part-time job, so. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, I, yeah, I work from home, so. Yeah, that's just part-time, so. Super part-time, so, all right. yeah. All right. We'll find out by Sunday if this uh, if this is going to go down anyway. All right. Yeah. All right. So, listen, this is it. Uh, big day, though, because this is like a anniversary day. Today is the 30th, the 30th anniversary of Vocal Display of Power. I'm very excited about that. My opening show is in Pantera tonight. Wow, really? 30 yeah. years old? Oh, I, I remember nice. begging my mom for fucking car fare because someone got me a ticket, but it was all the way in the Nassau Coliseum. So, now, you know where I used to live in Queens. Because you, you know, yeah. state. So now the Nassau Coliseum is like on the suburbs of, of the five boroughs. It's in Long Island. Um, not that far, but far enough if you have no car. So you, right. have, to, you have to go to, go to Jamaica, take a fucking a train, a, a subway, not subway, just a train to a bus. Yeah. I, was, I begged them for coffee. I was like, just, just get me to the fucking show. I have a ticket. <laughs> crazy. Anyway. All right. I've seen them one and a half times. Um, I saw them. Crowbar opened up for them. Sorry. Yeah, it was the only time I've seen like the mosh pit didn't stop even between shows. Like it was straight. Yeah, the whole entire time it was fucking bananas. And of course, I'm Mister Fucking Bright, so I took a bunch of fucking speed beforehand, so I'm all fucking amped up. And Jesus Christ, I took. Yeah, I went back in '94, and Sepultura was supposed to open for them. Okay. Oh. It gets better. So it's the World Cup that year, and Brazil is like on fire. They actually beat Italy in the finals, and I talk about that because my landlord, who's Italian, off the boat, bet all our yeah. rent money, bet bet all the rent money on the game, and lost. Hmm. And then his wife didn't know about it. And she came to collect the rent. And mom's like, "No, we already gave him the rent." <laughs> so six rents. Oh. Yeah, good fun. That's a good story. Anyway, so Sepultura is supposed to open, right? Max breaks his knee fucking around playing soccer. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So Max breaks his knee and prong opens up. Yep. And it was dope. And and Phil kept making, and when Pantera opened you know, in a headline, Phil kept making all these like New York references like, oh, what's up there? Bio, we have biohazard in the crowd. And he started, they did like four balls of tails from the heart. So it was pretty funny. But. Yeah. yeah, I missed that show, but yeah, they played at Alpine Valley that same tour, so yeah, I remember I missed that one, but yeah, it was it was fucking bananas. So I mean, come all jacked up on speed, and then of course it's smoking a bunch of weed. So when this love comes on, you know the heavy parts gets on, like, and then the slow play, I'm like, oh, oh, dude, it was yeah. And then the halftime I saw him was Ozfest, so VOD. Yeah, VOD was playing at the same fucking time. On, a, so on, like, on the other stage, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so me, me, and my two buddies, and three other people are watching fucking VOD by ourselves on Pantera's playing. So yeah, I, I saw VOD also. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I yeah, I wanted to see. VOD. I had by pro. I had to see VOD. It, you know, I had to. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I saw them in a bowling alley once. Too. It was one of the funnest shows I ever went to in my life. So. Yeah, I was down in Chicago, so I mean, I may dislike Chicago, but man, they know how to fucking do it down there, though. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, so you know what? All right, so let's get right into this. Um, I So a couple of things, couple of, well, let me premise this by saying that I didn't get into Ring of Honor until 
2007. So my, okay. my, my first show was Final Battle 07. Wow. And I think that was, um, I want to say it was Danielson and Homicide. Hold on a second. Let me just let me just look that up real quick while I'm on, while I'm on, the, on the horn with you. Um, it was the Hammerstein Ballroom, and my brother was supposed to go with me, and he never went. He fucking, because I took him to see Slayer that same year, and he, but he was like, I don't know, he was, what the hell was going on that, that day with him. I, I bought a bunch of tickets that night, that weekend. Um, no, no, it was um, Brian Danielson uh won a four-way. He beat Morishima, Chris Hero, and Austin Aries. And then um, the age of the four was Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black against the Briscoes for the tag team title. Um, wow. Yeah, and then it was um, Larry Sweeney beat Claudio. We all know who Claudio is now. Jack Evans beat Necro Butcher. Mara Fuji and Davey Richards, that was a great match. Um, oh, Davey Richards. Just... Yeah, yeah. Adam Page, BJ Whitmer, and Brent Albright beat Delirious, Steen, and Generico. Rocky, wow. yeah, Rocky Romero beat Ernie Osiris. I forgot what Ernie Osiris it was. And for the FIP title, I don't know what the hell that was. It was some indie title. But Eric Stevens beat uh, Roddy for it. So, so. Dude, Roddy was so good in Ring of Honor. I know, I know. And, you know, it's funny because um, this guy was, uh, we call it, um, Feinstein was so prominent. At this point, because he was the only, like, basically the only act in town that was selling gimmicks, like yeah. video, videos and and shit like that. Um, and I really didn't do a lot of indie shows at this point because I was going to fucking. I just started my career, like in like for pay in like two thousand ninety nine. So I really right. wasn't going. To, I really wasn't going to shows really. Um, but he, but when I did go to like a convention or something like that, he was the the dude. He he had the only table with all the gimmicks. So yeah. when Ring of Honor opened up, I was like, "All right." I mean, we. I mean, I, I mean, I, I religiously read the magazines just to, you know, while I was at work and shit. I would get the magazines while I was on the truck and whatever, whatever. But I didn't get into it until then. So this this show particularly, um, I was, I was pleased, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I was because it felt like what we're watching now with, with GCW. Yeah, it had that. It had that feel to it. I mean, it helped that it was in Philly, right? I mean, yeah. it was. I Dude, mean, the crowd was. But I mean, for a, for an initial show, you know, I mean, obviously they're starving because you know ECW just. I mean, what's eighteen months earlier, or probably a little less, but correct. Yeah, I was just fascinated that I mean, this basically company started so RF Video could. I mean, they lost their biggest video seller in ECW, and they just started a wrestling promotion to sell fucking videos. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and and you so, know, as much as we give him shit too, he um and all the stuff that he was allegedly accused of, um, right? He he's still the guy. Like he's still he's he has a streaming network and he's putting everything on digital and, but I know that he he owned it and then Carrie Silken was involved with him, it was right. for a minute and then like in I think it's up until oh four I believe it was, I think that's what I read too. So yeah, so then it went and then of course Sinclair bought it, but. Um, for 2011, so yeah, so it was. You know, I was, I was pleased, and I saw an exchange online. We'll get into the first match in a second. Um, that you really weren't aware of Dan Moff at that point, um, right? But we were because again, with the yeah. Indies, it was that it was the Rottweilers. It was, it was that school at that that Brooklyn school it was him, Mac Red, um, 
I think it was Brian Excel, the, the, the SATs. Hmm. Um, I can't the, believe they just had a match against the Briscoes like last week. Yeah, they're back. But like the, all these guys were in the same camp. Uh, yeah. Your homicide were in the same camp. Um, but he, but what Feinstein did was he cherry picked the Indies, took his connection. He even took guys from the, the Shawn Michaels school, which was Danielson, yeah. Michael Shane, all those guys. And we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I was I, I I must thank you. I can't wait to show this to Choppy. Um, I'm sure he remembers it because he he's he was a big up Ring of Honor head. Um, yeah. When he, when this all started out, so I, I again I didn't I didn't get a chance to do it. I was so fucking busy with life. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I just started watching Ring of I mean I didn't get back into wrestling until 2016. So I mean I went back and I I've caught I've, I've watched every final battle. And obviously, not to put over my own podcast, but I mean, no, that's why we're doing the Ring of Honor TV from 2012. Right. Because I'm all that shit fresh. Yeah. You know, I know most of the stories and everything, but, um, but yeah, man, this fucking pay-per-view or whatever you want to call it was, was pretty stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, um, let's get right into it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pull up. Let's see. Let me pull up this. Um, and very serendipitously, Danny Moff is the first person that followed me on Twitter. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah. All right. So they it was based. Ring of Honor was based out of Maryland. Um, yeah, based out of Maryland now. But Rob Feinstein, being from Philly, he had it, um, and then it went to Carrie Silken from '04 to '11, and then was sold to Sinclair. So um, it, it's been it's been it's been a fun ride. But their very very first show, and we've been talking about this way before you guys even thought about doing a podcast. Anyway, the chop. Yeah. want to do this, and then of course TNA starts this year too. Uh, Twenty years right. ago. Um, but you know, Rob tried to join Combat Zone, and he, oh, he, really? he yeah he didn't he didn't it wasn't a thing he wasn't able to so like you said to fill that ECW void he starts his own fucking promotion um, yeah this is beyond be, so the the Murphy Rec Center I've never been there we I was gonna ask. we've we've drove past it you and I a bunch of times um yeah I've only been to the arena in Philly. And the old Spectrum, and then Wells Fargo for NXT, and the Flyers, uh, sadly. But um, this is the very first Ring of Honor card. Uh, the Era of Honor begins February twenty third, two thousand and two. I don't know the exact amount of people this thing held. You want to give it a guesstimate? I don't know. Um, I think maybe five hundred might be a little high, but because it was so loud. Yeah. Uh, but. I'd say between two fifty and five hundred. Okay. Yeah, I tried tracking down the attendance, but I couldn't find it. Me being not very good internet savvy, so. No, I am. I am. I did my. I did my homework. I. I it's got to be at least at or a little under a thousand. Could be five hundred. Could be eight hundred. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Th- I'm thinking because the rec center was, it's it was a multi sport complex gimmick. It would hold. It did like we have it. We have a lot of those, and I don't know if you guys have that way. You guys in the Midwest, but. Yeah. Out here in New York City, we have like these rec centers that do all. Um, right. They do they do indoor sports. They do soccer and basketball and and fucking baseball. Sometimes they do football, and I know high school teams and college teams use them to, to do practices and stuff like that. But they hold a lot. They do gymnastic competitions in there, like and stuff like you know national shit too. So I don't know if they do that. We have these multi. Uh, Sport gimmick. Choppy has a ginormous one where he lives now, on Staten Island. Yeah, it, it's it's basically it's a half a block long. I've never been in it, but it's fucking huge. So, 
I know that. Yeah, where GW runs in Chicago, they run at one of those buildings. So, I mean, they're basically running on an arena football field. Yeah, Wrestle, in, in- yeah. And Wrestle Pro does it now in Rawway. Um, and a lot of these are ran, and, and a lot of these rec centers are ran by the local police departments. So, okay. like Rollways at the Rollway Police. I know out here, we go by number precincts, like by borough. So, like I, I live near the one two two and one two three where I grew up. It was the one hundred four and the eighty third. So, like those precincts, the p- police athletically would actually run these these little gimmicks. They would run these little arenas, and I think in Boston they have Boston PALs too. A lot of cities have like the police athletic leagues that sponsor these these places. Because um, back in the day, the cops were actually role models. <laughs> Not like now, where some of them are, most of them are. But that's another podcast yeah. that we know nothing about. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. Yeah. Um, your first match is? is yeah, Christopher Street. Can well, so and it's funny. Like um, this isn't. I mean, it, it's an impromptu match. Um, and the reason I got the DVDs because a bunch of this stuff is not on Honor Club. Like this is not even mentioned on Honor Club. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a. Uh, yeah, it was Christopher Street versus the Hit Squad. Your boys. Yeah, Buff E, Mace Mendoza. They were basically Northeast guys, Mid Atlantic promotions, primarily. They did do Jersey All Pro. They wrestled for Frank Goodman for the US, and you know who Frank Goodman is, right? The Mass Maniac. Uh, yeah. Don Tony speaks to him very often. Uh, Frank Goodman had uh, USA Pro, United States Extreme, whatever fuck it was. Um. Yeah, they were um. They were pretty prominent at this point, and it was an impromptu match against the Hit Squad, uh, Moff and Mac. Um, Moff and Mac actually got together a few years ago. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were you know they were repeat offenders. Basically, they were known as that. They wrestled in Jersey All Pro and and uh co- co- combat zone. They were in it for a while. Um, they. I mean. I feel like I grew up with 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 Mac and Moth because they would they were they're like my age, maybe a little a little older. Um, they actually beat Charlie and his Charlie Haas and his brother, uh, Russ. For, oh, really? Yeah, in a, in an indie re- wrestling match, they they um they've been wow. around, man. They've been around. They were they you know they were the I think they were the first ROH tag team champions. Um, well, no, Moth would makes sense, right? Moth, and Moth came back a couple years ago. Yeah, Moth won. Yeah, and then Moth won it twice with uh, I think BJ Whitmer too, who's also a Ring of Honor alum, uh, yeah, original I should say. Um, but these guys yeah. were the goods, and I like I said, I feel like I grew up with them because when the shows I did I did see them at, they were they were just starting out. Um, Christopher Street connection playing the gimmick like totally, <laughs> like it was. Yeah. You try doing that shit now, and it's like it'll be. You know, with the internet the way it is now, it's a fucking it. It'll be, it'll be riotous. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they got over. They were, yeah, they were holding back. So. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So Moff and Mac uh, make very quick work of uh, the Christopher <laughs> Street connection. Who very and then they, uh, kissy huggy feel. Uh, Allison Danger, by the way. Allison Danger was the was their valet. I remember her too. Um, Do you I, know. Um, do you know who she's related to? No, I don't. She's actually Steve Carino's sister. Who's so a- Steve Carino kept calling her a fucking whore and everything on the video. <laughs> who was doing the commentary with Steve Carino? I, 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 um, Eric Gagoli or something like that. Gagula. Hey, wifey. Uh, hey. Um, yeah. So I was too. I was. Hey. 
So, hey. how are you? I'm good. I'm thank Just you. Just out to work. So. Yeah. Go make me some money. Yeah, go make, that, go make that money. Yep. All right. All right. Bye, Phil. Stay yep. safe. So I was, I was totally, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot who that guy was with Steve Carino. Because, like I said, I, this is, I'm, I, I know who all the players are. I just, I never yeah. watched it up until this. So. Yeah. So it was just, I read that, and then I was listening to the commentary. I was like, wow, he went in on her for sure. And I love Steve Carino. I am a fan. So. Yeah, you know my admiration for Steve Carino. Um, and Choppy's yeah. too. That that infamous trip down to Philly where Choppy showed me the uh, the video of him talking about one of his first matches in the Iron Sheik and uh, the just yeah. <laughs> but in per in person he's a really nice guy. We met him a few times, and on top of that, God, his work between this and Scum and yep. EC uh, people forget that he read he was an ECW for like a hot minute and he was champion. Oh, yeah. I believe he was champion I mean Dusty gave him a little bit of a match at one time but that was like Dusty was like on the tail end of his of his life at that point but yeah. I mean he wrestled Dusty Rhodes in a bull rope match and it was and it made headlines it was a big deal and then he cut his cut more rope for himself in fucking Japan with zero one it's like he he yeah. he constantly evolved as a performer. The problem was there were too many guys ring set, ring wise like him, so he never got yeah. that. He never got that that upper echelon rub that he was supposed to get. If that makes any sense, right? Yeah. Um. But I'm glad he's still around. I'm glad, he, and I'm glad he's on color commentary because now that I know he, that's his sister, is she still around? Yeah. Is she still like a thing? Like is she? I think she kind of pops up here and there, but I mean, she's just still with us, which is good. Not all, not everyone on the show is. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like she's done much, so. But I mean, she took that power bomb though. Woo! Crazy, right? crazy. Um, yeah, one of my favorite matches to this day is still, I mean, Steen and Gener- or uh, Steen and Carino final battle for Steen's career. Um, yeah, I I love that match. I can't put that match over enough. Yeah, I think my favorite Steen final battle was him and Mike Bennett. Um, mm. That was twenty twelve or eleven when he packaged yeah. Paul drove him on the on the. St- we, <laughs> my son and I watched that Christmas yeah. Day. Like we 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 were killing time getting dressed for Christmas, and he was like, "Let's watch Ring of Honor." We didn't, you know. We I was like, "Okay, we were there." Like you know, whatever. And yeah. we watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, did, 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 I mean?" And and I feel like if it wasn't for for Carino. Come full circle for Steen. I think Steen needed needed him in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, because Steen wasn't really good on a microphone. Steen Belly, Steen Belly spoke good English. He was still fucking. He had that French Canadian um, crippling him. You know that that not you know yeah. not that it's bad, but like he he wouldn't be the guy he would be now. He wouldn't be almost probably headlining a WrestleMania match this year. You know, if it yeah. wasn't for Steve Carino, I feel like, and of course Generico being his running mate, same thing. Like though. Steve, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think Carino made a lot of careers. Rhino also, oh yeah, you know, you know, Rhino has yeah. Rhino has the Canadian stank with him also with, with Edge and Christian, but Rhino can thank him because Steve Carino can only not only could he work, but he was a mouthpiece. You know, he was, yeah. he was Paul Heyman basically almost with talent with with with, with ring with rings with, you know with a with a ring repertoire. So I don't know, it's just. You know, but yeah, I'm glad Steve Carino was on this card as a commentator. I didn't know that was a sister. That's hysterical. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so they, so. Yeah, they make quick work of the uh, of the Christopher Street connection. Uh, yeah, a minute and oh. ten. 
And then to the the first official match of Ring of Honor. So I mean, you know, I love the Briscoes. I I, I can't. I mean, yeah, you know my you know you, you know my admiration for them for the last decade. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I you listen. I was trying to think of like any like wrestler or team that is identified with a promotion as much as the Briscoes. Obviously, I mean, they are literally day one. Let's um, talk, before we get to the Briscoes real quick. Let's talk about you know Mr. Johnny Figueroa. That is amazing, Red. Um, Red, dude. Brooklyn guy, uh, in that class with Moth, like I said. Um, yep. Another guy who was that he. Was on that he was one. Of, he was one of the first indie darlings. Yeah, basically, right. And uh, his talent was limitless. And I know he gets the rub a lot in the next couple of years with TNA. And he yeah. had a couple. He had a couple of cups of coffee with the E, I believe, and like dog matches and shit like that. But I can't stress to you enough how important Amazing Red was to the Northeast and to indie wrestling at that point. Because there were yeah. only a couple of regions in the country at that point that had prominent indie feds. Like, everywhere had indie feds. Every Almost every town in America had an indie fed at one point, right? Yeah. But the Northeast, and this is not being me being New York biased like I usually am, but the Northeast really primarily was a hotbed for indie wrestling. And now it's coming back. And I, we, we had this conversation a few times in the last couple of years. Yeah. Now it's like everybody, every borough's got a fed now. The Bronx has a fed. <laughs> Fucking Staten Island's got a fed. Um, Queens has a fed. Like it's just it, a couple of feds actually. Um, but it's red. I can't stress you how important red is. I mean, Jay Briscoe more important at this point. Now, looking back at it, um, funny because Mark wasn't even old enough to wrestle. And they didn't even reference that, which I thought was kind of funny because they're like, oh, Jay's usually a tag team wrestler. And oh, they kind of no-sold the fact that he wasn't even old enough, which I thought was kind of funny. So I ripped, I ripped the, the DVD to a file, and, I'm, and I bring my little my, – I have a smaller MacBook I bring to work with me. At my, I keep it at my desk, and I'm watching – again, I'm, I watched it again yesterday, and I'm watching Jay – and then I'm watching him cut a promo last night on the Hardy Boys, right? And I'm just like, you could tell, like, you could tell. And, and he was so, like, unseasoned, but yeah. he had that he had that fire, though. He was, you know, he had a little bit of a heel in him because they're all about honor, shaking hands and kissing babies. And yeah. I respect you. And Jay was like, nah, fuck that. And Jay was stomping his face at one point. And I was like, man, that's such a good, so I, this, this so good. But uh, this was but, a pretty good match, man. This went almost ten minutes. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, real quick side note: Do you know who's uh, Amazing Red's cousin? Not, currently in WWE. Currently in WWE. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this till two days ago. Not Punishment Martinez, right? No, Selena Vega. Oh, oh, from Queens, by the way. Yeah, she's a queen. So fan. that's the queen to so you. That, that and, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, she's got a lot of amazing right in her. So the Puerto, that sounded bad. No, 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 no. The Puerto Rican contingency in New York City is Puerto Rico. I think us and Chicago. I want to say have the biggest uh, import of Puerto Ricans in in the country right now at this point. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't surprise me. There's. I wish there was more of a Puerto Rican fucking tree like the Samoans have in wrestling, though, you know, because there's, I mean, the, the, I, yeah, I, did, I mean, yeah, a lot, of, I guess a lot of Puerto Ricans didn't. I mean, now it's the, 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 the ethnicity and, and the melting pot of all the, I mean, 
how many how many shows have you been to here in New York already? And how many work walks of life come to these freaking shows, man? And how many walks of life are in the show? So it's like it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That, that's actually a cool tidbit. I didn't even know that. So Queens yeah. na- Queens native, oh, wow. Mrs., Mrs. Alice the Black. So. Yeah. So yeah, and then I mean, obviously SAT, they're all cousins. So yeah. I love those guys. I didn't know much about them until recently. So oh my god, yeah, the SATs were uh, a staple. <laughs> The Spanish announced team. <laughs> what a great name for a tag team. Yep. So yeah, uh, Red does beat uh, Briscoe at eight minutes yep. and thirty seconds. It went almost. It went almost ten minutes, like I said. Um, Our but, first code of honor. Yeah, first code of honor. Um, you know, and the more and I'm watching these these matches, and I'm like, I'm seeing some of these guys, and I'm like, man, it just the the like. So now the next match is um. Uh, do we have? I'm sorry. Do we? Do we? Oh, do we touch anything else about the, about Jay about Jay Briscoe and, and uh... um? I just got a real couple notes. I mean, it yeah. was really weird because he was a he was a lot more airbound in this match than he is later in his career. Obviously, he's, Jay I'm Briscoe. You're talking about? Old. Yeah, yeah. Well, they and they mentioned uh, that too. They mentioned his aerial tactics. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Mark was just great in the back, but I guess uh, Jay was pretty heavily recruited for football. Um, out of Delaware, so I guess supposedly said. I mean, he was. I mean, he was an athlete through and through. So have you have you, um, been, have you been to Delaware? I I have. What I else, am. What yeah. else? What else can you do there besides play sports and go to and go to uh, and and raise chickens? There's a good cracker barrel right at the Jersey Delaware border. Other than that, there's nothing much to do unless you're surfer and you go there to buy TVs at supermarkets, but. Yeah, well, I always make the joke. I've been to all forty-eight states, and I found something awesome about all of them, except for Delaware. So, no, the only thing that's awesome about Delaware is the fucking Briscoes. Yeah. <laughs> so there is something awesome in Delaware, and Papa Briscoe. I love Papa yeah. Briscoe. Yeah. Last time I was down there, we almost drove down to Sandy Fork, but it was like an hour and a half. It's like Argh. one of these days. So you'll drive right through it. It's like John Cena's neighborhood. I I literally drove through John Cena's neighborhood, in Massachusetts. Going to uh, Woodbury Comics. Uh, nice. Newbury, no, sorry, Newbury, Newbury Comics. Um, I literally drove through his neighborhood. I was like, yeah, cause, and the guy, and the guy in the store was like, oh, because he's so wrestling. Are you a wrestling fan? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know, John Cena lives over here. He's like, yeah. I said he lives around the corner, right? Because I just drove through the fucking neighborhood. It's not very big, <laughs> but yeah, Delaware's got the Briscoes. They got nice beaches there, actually. Other than that's that, right. yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much it. I'm sorry, guy. Carry on. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That's all I had on that one. So, and then we just we go to that funny low key promo, and oh, he's a whack. I mean, a whack. I mean, a whack job in the most. I mean, that is a compliment. The guy's a fucking psychopath, um, and he doesn't talk much later on. And uh, once we get to the match, but I mean, you don't see him without a shirt. But that dude's fucking shredded. Oh. He reminds me of someone who's ashamed of their heritage. What I mean by that is, I'm, and I don't, I don't want to sound too, I don't want to sound like choppy, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, there, I know, I know people that I grew up with, my ex-wife too, and she'll admit this, that have that stank of having an accent, like a New York accent or an ethnic yeah. accent, right? And she was so dis, dis uh, turned off by her accent. She, she tried so hard in school to get rid of it. And I feel like Loki had that stank on him too. Like he didn't, he wanted to talk like yeah. this and be a warrior, you know. And he sounded like a dude from Gauntlet. Remember the old video game Gauntlet? Warrior needs food badly. That's what he sounded like, right? But I feel like he was one. Of, 
I found that he's one of those dudes. Like he he was a he was ashamed of who he was in real life. Yeah. And couldn't get that, and maybe couldn't get like enough um, chutzpah, as the Jews, as the Jewish community would say, to have another, hmm. have another, uh, to, to work on the gimmick, you know, like. But yeah. I'm a warrior, and I'm going to talk like this, and I'm and I'm prim and proper, and I'm and I'm going to beat you up with my stiff kicks, and I won't sell. <laughs> right. And he wasn't. And he wasn't kidding. He was not kidding so. at all. He was not kidding at all, partner. He was not kidding at all. Um. All right. Your next match. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now we know. What's that? Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't know much about. Actually, real quick. Um, there was a real quick natural born sinners promo. Oh yes. With, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just with yeah. homicide and boogaloo, and they went back to their old neighborhood, and it wasn't there anymore. So it I kind of sense of justification. I, yeah, I love fucking homicide. That guy just yeah. Speaking Hell, of nut job, that's my man. Right uh, there. Yeah, Xavier. I mean, Xavier had a good run in, after this. Yeah, Xavier was trained by Tony DeVito or the Baldies, believe it or not. I, I, again, another guy that we know from the Indies. Um, yeah, going up against the uh, quote unquote Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. <laughs> um, Scoot had a little bit of a career. He's from, he was from down south. Um, he was from the Carolinas. Yeah. Um, but he had a bit of a career for himself a little bit. But yeah, Xavier was supposed Xavier Red. Those guys were supposed to be going places, right? Z- Trent Acid, all these guys were like they were supposed to be the 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 the, the next generation of, of superstars coming up. This was yeah. right before Punk. This was right before all the other light guys, and then of course the Mexican invasion from like '96. I'm talking about you know that Paulie when he brought over Mysterio and Psychosis, and and then yeah. of course you know Eric Bischoff being in bed with. Uh, with Triple uh, A and, and and Conan and bringing over La Parker and and every fucking luchador that Triple A had that main evented at one point, including including like Ciclope and all those other guys, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Xavier was that guy. He was the guy. He was opposed. Really? To, he he he, had, he was a complete package too. He looked good. Oh, it looked amazing. Right. He 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 and he worked he worked his ass off and it was. Yeah. Just seeing this, and um, again, I'm, I'm, I can't really, I can't thank you enough that you brought this back to me because I'm, I'm telling you, like, just seeing these guys, I remember seeing these guys in person, meaning Red, Xavier, yeah. the Squad, Homicide, who I, again, I, I, I hold near and dear to me because, again, it's that New York fucking bias, right? But Xavier right. was the guy. He was, he was supposed to be the guy. I don't know what happened to him. I didn't, I don't know, um, yeah. why, why he wasn't more than what he was, but. This match was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, and, uh, I mean, he's the second Ring of Honor champion. So, I mean, he beat Loki for the title later on this year. Right. Or 2003. So, and he he passed away not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I just I just never knew why he um didn't be anything bigger than what he was. Yeah, he had everything. Yeah. He, um, uh, let me just, yeah, I guess he was trained by Tony DeVito. I know that. Um... Let me see if I get anything. I'm just trying to look him up now. Um, yeah, he died last year at 42 years old. Um, yeah, yeah, I could. I mean, yeah, this is. I mean, this is. This is a, this is a hoss fight. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and Scoop pretty much beat himself just being angry because I mean the because oh because uh because <laughs> he hit his finisher and then um, Xavier's leg was under the rope. You know, on the ref like oh no, and then he spent like two minutes pissing and moaning and then. Xavier just fucking 
bro- yeah, broke his neck. It was awesome. So well, I like these finishes too because, and we'll get into that with Super Crazy and Eddie Guerrero in a little while. But like these, when two face guys fight each other, sometimes when two t- or yeah. two technicos wrestle like each other like that, this happens a lot in Mexico. You get those quick, unexpected finishes, and you're like, sometimes it'll kill a match. And you've heard me talk about that a lot of times on 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 the throwbacks, but um, or it'll set something up for something else. Or it'll just be like, all right, you know what? You messed up. Now I'm taking advantage. Quick. And that's what happened with Scoot. He, uh, like you said, he basically beat himself. So, Which is, yeah, which is all. And then he, he knows sells the code of honor, but then, you know, Xavier's like, oh, no, this is ring of honor. So they came back and hugged it out afterwards. So I thought that was a nice touch. But There's a match I want to see from Xavier. I think he fought Joe in, like, 03. I don't know oh. if it's on Honor Club. You might have to give me the password if you still have it, um, or yeah. I'll have to look it up. But there was a match, some kind of tournament they had. I forget what it was, but I know he fought Jaw. I really want to see that match because just seeing him again made me think about that match. Again, yeah. a lot of times these, a lot of these matches get referenced in like the magazines, and then right before when 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 the early two thousands hit, um, there was a huge, and I think you you know this for as well. There's a big um, message board contingency. Yeah. You know, so we this before we had social media, obviously. Um, but he was a talk of the town for a good couple of years, you know. Oh yeah, and, and you get this match, you can see why. Yeah, he was. So. The, he was the goods, man. I liked him. So rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely one of the ones I'm gonna have to dig into more um, that I didn't know much about before I saw this. So, well, now now that the, 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 that the Fed's 20 years old, I feel like we can do its due diligence and. and as a collective, yeah. we, we as a collective now we can all of us go into it and do more like shit like this and, and dive into Ring of Honor. Um yeah. you know, this should be a you know, now now the Ring of Honor is twenty years old, it should be its own fucking podcast at this point. And, and that's what you guys are, are you guys just you, you and you and you and your buddy would be doing just Ring of Honor, right? Is it Yeah. Well that, yeah, on that on that podcast, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but, basically what we do is we just we're just watching Ring of Honor T V like um, because I almost fell back into wrestling five years earlier because of Ring of Honor, but I mean, that's not our strength itself. But we just watch it. I mean, watch and review the TV and like the anniversary show is this week. So we're just kind of well, like basically just reviewing as it happened. Like, for example, like it, it um, this last episode aired um, February 25th, 2012, and the episode's going to drop February 26th, 2022. So it's like we just watch it the next day. So, all right. But I, I've gone back and I've, I've watched every final battle because I missed all of this, you know. So I have at least a decent history. That's where I first saw, and I have watched. Uh, speaking of TNA, yeah, all the Bone for Glory. So that's where I first saw Amazing Red in those X Division matches. Just like, who the fuck is this guy? Exactly. So. And it and it sets up for guys like Joe and 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 you know Christopher Daniels around this time too. Yeah. It's it, that's his, you know, he's the he's still the elder statesman in this, and he, you know he's. Because he, I mean, yeah. But we'll talk. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, anything else? On his, uh, yeah, of course. Anything else on Xavier or Scoot, the Black Nature Boy? Yep. Andrews? Yeah, I just, just loved it. Um, yeah, both these guys. I'll be looking forward to finding out more about Xavier. So, all right, your next match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved everything about this match. All right, so we got the Boogie Knights. Uh, Mike Tobin and Danny Drake, not just again indie guys. Uh, yeah, I didn't it didn't look like they did much after this. So against uh, Mister One Eight Seven, uh, our boy Homicide, and Boogaloo, another fucking New Yorker, uh, Queens native by the way, same t- hometown as fucking OG Kevin Gill. 
Shout out to College yeah. Point. Shout out to College Point Queens. Uh, Boogaloo, another another indie darling from the Northeast. Um, and I, I always called them Boogaloo Lou, but it was Boogaloo, and I and I kept messing that up uh, when I was younger. But I'm I'm glad I was uh, now that I'm a podcast. I should I should I should be saying these guys' names right. But uh, now it didn't look like Boogaloo did much after this, though. No, no, he didn't. Um, okay. A, a lot of guys didn't. Uh, like I said, a lot of guys were supposed to be again tearing it up. But there was no other, no, no other, there was no other companies at that yeah. point, right? Like, 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 like you said, EC, ECW was gone almost two years now, right? At this point, or one was the, or one was the, yeah, the, well, a little over a year, yeah, a little over a year, right? And nothing, nothing else. Like there was nothing else uh, except for Indies or go go up to fucking Stanford. Yeah, which again didn't happen to a lot of guys, and you know, it, 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 these things fade out. They fade out. What the hell? Oh, I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm in a group text with my with my uh, my other podcasters um, <laughs> working on tonight's show. Um, but uh, God, I just sorry. love you come out in the Michael Myers masks and come out with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> not like a not like a WWF chainsaw. It was a lit legit chainsaw. I was um. Man, like I said, what a bunch of fucking psychopaths! I just, I loved it. Um, this, this, this event yeah. belonged in Philadelphia. Yeah, you've been to Philly now a few times. Okay, yeah. you understand the culture, and you're and you're a pretty smart fan because you're friends with us too, right? Okay. But that's another reason why you're a smart fan. But you and I'm all jokes aside though, you know the the lineage that Philly has now with right. with wrestling and um. Even though I, I hate some of their I hate their sports teams and some of their people, but they have an amazing town and the lineage is great with with the wrestling. Like we, yeah. we 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 talk about the spectrum. I was on a rant the other night and uh, we talk about the spectrum. I know Surfer Surfer is from Philly. He's native, and uh, it, it was important again that Northeast stank. And I I keep, I'm going to keep referring to that during this during this whole this whole uh, podcast because it was so prominent. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to the southeast, and you're like, "Hey, what about what about us?" And that, and that's another reason why Paulie deliberately put in Philly because he knew the lineage, he knew the, and he yeah. knew that he couldn't hang in New York. He didn't know. Actually, actually, let me rephrase that. He didn't know if he could hang in New York. Meanwhile, everybody yeah. who ran the fucking Fed was from New York. You know, him, Tommy, Bubba, anybody who ran it or booked it was from New York City at that point. Joe Gertner, Brooklynite, same thing. So it was, whatever. But it just this match alone, it had to be in Philly. Had to yeah. be in Philly. But the match was really uh, good. Um, yeah. And speaking of Philly, this is kind of off topic. I, mean, I don't have a bell or anything, but I mean, in Philly hardcore right now is really kind of taking the flag. Um, you know, I listen to Joe Hardcore a bunch, man, and they're fucking killing it down there. Um, I know Dun Deal's kind of done, unfortunately. The OGs band yeah. love the guys, but yeah. Well, I, you know, I think because of the, the the festival they do every year now, I think it's um yeah, back this year. Yeah, it's yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah. but the, these things are not. I mean, hardcore music's never going to go away. It's just that it's it's um, right. it's a different time, and yeah. guys can. I mean, we our heroes are are either old, yeah, but not only are they old, but it's the scene is different. Music's different. Same with wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling went to streaming and YouTube and iPay per views. Music went to streaming 
They don't do videos really anymore. They don't fucking, you know, you can't make money off of selling records anymore. You either, stream, oh, yeah. you either stream your music or you're playing shows. Indie wrestlers, either streaming on paper, you're either streaming on, on TV or you're, or you're selling your merch. Exactly. Yep. Right. Or you're doing shows. That's why it's going to cost me, if I want to see Rage Against the Machine in August, it'll cost me at least $200 to sit, sit remotely close if I want to do it, right? I'm not saying I will. I'm saying if I want to, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's insane how that, how that works. The, the yeah. Way, you know, it's like, yeah, my friend pays, you know, because he, he'll, he loves Kiss. He'll pay, he'll, he'll mortgage his house to, to do like the VIP gimmick, right? And I'm like, you're an idiot, but. Can't imagine how much that costs. So. Right. Now, I paid, 10 years ago, I paid $150 for a VIP with Ozzy. That same VIP now, that was ten years ago though. That oh. VI, that VIP now is probably twi- double that, maybe even triple, depending on what depending on what city you're in too. Music, the same thing. So the the hardcore scene, uh, the hardcore scene down south is is yeah. coming up again, and they're playing in fucking barns and 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 VFWs and and all this other shit. And you're like, okay. And and same thing with Cali, man. When 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 Terra when Terra said we're not gonna hang out, Terra took New York hardcore to Cali right. and set it off. No pun intended. Set it <laughs> off. No pun. In, and I'm telling you, it's like it's. And wrestling did that. And you look at pro wrestling gorilla. Okay. Yeah. See, there, nothing like that was going on in Cali. You know what you had in Cali? Lucha. You always yeah. had lucha shows. Those lucha guys would always come over the border. No matter what, no matter what year it was, they'd have these huge galas in like these halls, like VFW halls and fucking cotton, yeah. minor league baseball stadiums and shit like that. They would have all these gimmicks, and when you move it over like that, it's the same thing. Music and wrestling go hand in hand. It, it's you see that you see the similarities. It's it's not by coincidence, brother. It's not. No, it's, not it's, at all. It's it's not. It's that kind of party. So, yeah, it's, um, and I'm pretty fortunate too because Chicago's got a very good um, lucha presence, and uh, there's a really awesome. I mean, they're bringing in Penta. I mean, they bring in lucha underground stars all the fucking time, but they run in the back of a warehouse or uh, back of a um, swap meet. Yeah, and, and, and don't think the wrestlers don't know that either. You know, Penta yeah. Penta Penta doesn't have to take the payday. Penta no. works for the for the hottest promotion right now in wrestling. So either he really either he really wants the money. And or he wants to be where where it's at. Guys right. want, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, look at Paulie, yeah. man. Paulie, Paulie brought in Doc and Gordy from Japan. Okay, Doc and Gordy. Doc and Gordy. Doc. Paulie brought guy. He brought Jake Robinson. He brought Rick Rude. He brought all these guys in, and because guys wanted to be there, you know. Yeah. I'm sure Penta want. I sure, I'm sure Penta now looks at YouTube and goes, "Oh, look at that fucking Fed in Chicago. Let's go, man." You know, I'm sure his brother when he was his brother did the same thing, and, and all these guys, it's not by coincidence. And Ring yeah. of Honor is one of the reasons why this happened. Ring of Honor is probably the reason why a lot of these guys and girls um, had yep. jobs because it it took they, they what was their slogan? They're not in, they're not uh, they're innovative. They're not they're not dupl- oh uh, oh shit! I wrote it down. Where it, the fuck it, did it, I put it was it? on the fucking banner behind the the gimmick. Yeah. But like they not imitating, innovating or something like that. Yeah, we're not imitating. We're innovating, right? Yeah. So it's like. That's not. That's not. That's by design, Matt. That's by design, brother. You can't. I mean, oh, yeah. it's. It's. It all comes full circle, and I'm. And I'm just. That's why we love it so much, you know. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Oh, sorry. So, Boogie Nights. 
against natural born sinners, of course, homicide and boogaloo. Um, by the, and and the boogie nights gonna win by disqualification. You want to get into this a little bit, or I do actually. Before I do, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you knew this, but boogaloo was actually a legit wrestler. He was a two time New York State champ. He was Empire States. Empire State. Yeah. Uh, the same the same competition that Mr. Peter Sinertia won. Uh, second, okay. second damn in judo. No bullshit. Taz wasn't a lot of a lot of guys who had a amateur wrestling background or a shoot as a shoot. A lot of guys had amateur wrestling or or comes martial arts. Empire State Games. That was the that was the 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 precursor to going to Pan American or the Olympics or. or nice. Yeah. If you win, if you win, if you win that, you go to nationals. You go to nationals. You go to fucking Pan Am. You win Pan Am, you go to the Olympics. I'm sure wow. our buddy Eric Martin, who's a martial arts guy, can probably uh, correct me a little bit on that and probably smooth. But it's it's that it's that line. A lot of guys had that. A lot of guys had that pedigree, though, man. So yeah, and he, man, and, and and then watching this match, he could fucking work. I mean, less. Yeah, he was he was wrestling, wrestling. Yep. I was like, wow, holy shit. Yep. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. They win by uh, it did. Boogie Knights didn't get a lot of offense in, but they got the win. It's true, it's true. Um, but yeah, the chicken that uh that homicide took from uh from his uh, old project. <laughs> he just beat these guys with rubber chickens. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? He's um, you know, Ring of Honor has that podcast that they've they've had for like the last year or two. I was listening to him last year. He's not very um. I don't, I don't want to use the word articulate. He's not. He's very, very street, and he, yeah. he's got that. And he, he has a heavy slang to him, so it's kind of hard to listen to him do like legit interviews because yeah. he's not that. He's not that guy. I mean, he'll tell you what he's gonna do to you right. in the ring. He he'll he I, I, he's beaten guys. He just fought Moxley uh, recently, and it was like, yeah. and I was like, man, when well, I'm getting into Moxley, but it was a good match, right? You saw the match, right? Yeah, I was there. Oh, that's right. You were there for that. Jesus Christ. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. That was the, the X-Pac night too, right? Okay. Yeah. So he knocked his tooth out, right? He gets his tooth knocked out, right? And and, and they had the camera on the on the fucking on, on the tooth. And I'm like, I'm just watching it. And I'm like, you know what, man? He deserves it. He deserves to be there. Not deserves to get his tooth knocked out. He, deser- oh, yeah. he deserves the way he is because there are certain guys that you're not going to get the, the million-dollar promo from them. You're not. Yeah. For him, you don't need it. He was no. he is everything I love about wrestling. Because he respects the past. He does he he could he could stiff you. He could take it to the yeah. he, he, at one point he could take it to the air. He can he can he could submit you. He can kick the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had that he and he, he was really big into Japan and he was big into yeah. old and he and he was big into old NWA, Mid Atlantic. So he was yeah. That's that's me, man. I love all the aspects of pro wrestling. You can't you can't be a fan of pro wrestling if you just and I, I, let me take that back. A lot of the, a lot of the younger kids now. I won't watch anything else but all Japan. I won't watch anything else but pro wrestling gorilla. Okay, I won't watch anything else but game changer. Okay, that's that's fine. But you you you're not allowing yourself to to dip back into the lineage, or you're not allowing yourself to watch other styles of wrestling to be a complete fan of something like that. You know. I love baseball. I watch a Japanese baseball game. Is it different from from the states? Hundred percent. I watch yeah. arena. I watch arena football. Is it like fucking? Is it like the NFL? No, it's a circus. But yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah, and and Homicide took everything he learned and then evolved it. And he wrestled all over the world too. So 
I, I take and this is just no exception for him. This was like you know, and this was young in his he's, he was this was early in his career too. So yeah, I mean, talk about living the gimmick. I mean, he was just himself turned up to forty two. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I mean, to this day, I mean, for the style that he works and he lives, and the way he's still going at it, great today is a testament. I mean, you know, I'm surprised the guy can even walk, and he's he's thriving. So. And I think people are it's a lot of you know the, a lot of the retro are going back and get really, he's really starting to get his appreciation out too. I think people understand that homicide is, I mean, day one. So, yeah, I, I loved everything about this fucking match. Um, yeah, and they beat up the so is the ref somebody? He's the extreme of, official. I couldn't find anything on that guy. Oh no, uh, he I think he was an ECW referee, I believe. Um, I believe he was. Yeah, because he. Yeah, he cut a promo, but man, and like you said, th- this could only happen in Philly because that crowd was fucking bananas for this match. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was a good match, and the crowd, the crowd was, the crowd made the show. Believe it or not, you know, yeah, the crowd made the show. Um, I mean, for a first for a first time ever show, that's that's amazing. Yeah. All right, so your next match was a ultimate. Aerial elimination match. Again, they, they a lot of the moves were still primitive. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff was still like you know the guys doing plunges and suicide dives. They weren't calling them that back then, you know. Yeah. Um, Steve what... Carino's like, I don't know what to call that. That's yeah. a dive. Um, yeah, you know. This is why I, even though I can't stand Excalibur, he's one of the guys that pretty much refined. Move sets and guys because he knows all the moves and Shivani yeah. doing that and neither is Jim Ross. You know, they know this shit by proxy because they've been around for fifty years. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. for, for, for a long time. But Excalibur, Joey Styles, um, guys like that. You know, Joe Gaddy yeah. now from NWA, uh, Ian Riccoboni. Like yeah. th- these guys can really like call a match now because of of that. Th- th- this was the the, the infancy, I guess it is, of the of the X the cruiserweight X division light heavyweight whatever you want. I mean those those titles have always been around, especially in the NWA. Matter of fact, one of the light heavyweight champions was Mike Jackson. He was a, one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. He was a job guy in the NWA in like the in the late eighties. You go to you go, go on the network, watch any fucking NWA Saturday Night Show from like 80, 85 to eighty nine, eighty eight. A guy named Mike Jackson. He wears once. He he wears a singlet, and he has like he's balding, but he was one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. He was a light heavyweight champion, hmm. but he was a job guy because it wasn't yeah. prominent. It was almost like women's wrestling. It was it was almost like an attraction. Light heavyweights, yeah. the midgets, and women. They were all. Uh, I can't say midgets no more, right? It's little people. Um, yeah. Okay. Vertically champion. Vertically challenged. Okay, so the vertically challenged female and uh, light heavyweight matches were were a novelty. They weren't part of the actual card in terms of promoting the card. It was always the bottom of the card slash or curtain jerker slash card something to change. Guys couldn't show up. All right, we'll throw Lord Lord Littlebrook in there. You know, oh Mike Jackson's here. Let him let him fight. You know, a nineteen year old Brad Armstrong because you don't you don't know. But Mikey Whipwreck at this point was right. Removed from ECW, Mikey Ripwreck again has his own promotion. Still does. He trained guys like yep. Mike Mondo. 
He trained a bunch of guys. He actually trained a lot of these guys in this match. So it was quiet. Storm. Yeah, Brian XL, I guess, were his guys. Yes, Brian XL was his guy. Amazing Red comes back out. Chris Devine, and of course the SATs. Joe. And quiet, and quiet Storm, who I, yeah, didn't seem like, yeah, didn't seem much out of him for after this, but didn't do much. Good. Didn't do much. I know he's from. He was trained by um, Mikey Whipwreck. I know that. And I know he went to Japan and did stuff for Michinoku Pro. I don't know. I don't. I can't find anything on him now. Okay. So Taka, so I, was, I know. I know. And that's a good pedigree to have to be trained by Mikey Whipwreck and Taka Michinoku. And I think he still yeah. is. In, I think he still is in Japan. I'm not sure. I have to. Confirm, oh wow. Okay. I have to confirm that. Um. But yeah, it, it was a good match. You know, Mikey Whipwreck was the referee. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really a continuation of what, you know, obviously, like we talked about earlier, Bischoff bringing all in the luchadors and then ECD, ECW. And this, this is kind of like that, that next step um, right. in this match. Right. So, yeah, yeah and, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, and um, SAT, some, um, I don't know if this is fact, but I guess they're the ones that actually invented the Spanish fly. Um, and they pulled one off in this match that was pretty awesome. So, you know. I, I listen to I have to really dig into those guys too. I, I've heard of them, um, but man, well, you're, listen, a, you're, just, a, I, you're a broadcast journalist now. You you have you know now you do yeah. your homework. Once you record something, you're a broadcast. I'm not saying you're a good broadcast journalist. I'm saying you're, not at all. But. No, stop. I'm joking. But once you <laughs> once you dive into something like this, even if you're doing current shit, it's it's so hard not to go back and look at something. We yeah. you, and I, you and I do with music all the time. Like you, you, yeah. if I hit you to a band, you hit me to a band. I'm like, all right, now I gotta dig. Where are they from? Who are they with? Who are they tour with? And there's always a yeah. connection. There's always a connection somewhere. For me, it means everything because I right. instilled that in Michael when he was growing up. You know, I taught Michael. Well, if you like this, like that. You know, if you and there was one one year where I believe he was in kindergarten or first grade. He basically spent an entire summer just watching me. Summer of Punk. You know, and he watched, and he watched, and he watched, and he was like, all right, and now you know Punk, but now he wants to know about IWA Mid-South. Now he wants to know about Cole Cabana. Now he wants to know about Samoa Joe and Austin Aries and, and it, it, Chris Hero and Claudio and, and the Briscoe, and he goes on, and, and we're going on, and now you're digging. There's always an origin of some sort. There's always something to go back to. These guys were innovators because tag team wrestling was so prominent when I was growing up. Yeah, um, it kind of lost its. I want to say lost its way, but at this time, you had. I don't know what's. I don't. I, there's a word I want to use, but I'm, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. But you know, when you when you're watching early two thousands, uh, WWF WWE, uh, they were they were tag teams by by necessity. You yeah. had a couple of established tag teams. You had E and C. You had uh, you had the Hardys. You had the you had um. And then you had uh, the Dudleys, right? But then you didn't have tag. You had guys thrown together. You know, you had you yeah. know. It was like only Japan had tag teams at that point. Mexico had 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 trios teams. You didn't have tag yeah. teams. You have tag teams now because Tony Khan respects the game. You know. Um, yeah. And the Indies have tag teams up the wazoo, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the SATs were bringing that back. They were bringing that yeah. shit back. They were bringing it back, and Ring of Honor brought it back with the hero, with the, with the 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 Briscoes, and then um, a world's greatest tag team, and then they had Moff and Mac, and they had uh, B.J. Whitmer, and I forgot his. Uh, they had the Haas brothers, Russ and Charlie, 
besides him and Charlton Benjamin. So Charlie Haas was two tag teams at that point. Um, I remember and, that. Yeah, and then you had all the teams. You had uh, the Fall, Austin Aries, Tyler Black. You had all these guys. You had all these tag teams, Carino and, and, and all those other guys. They brought it back, and the SCT is one of the first teams to do that. So for them yeah. to be in this kind of match and not be together – you know, it's every yeah. man for himself. But Mikey Whipwreck is still doing it, man. So Mikey, good to hear. I mean, the guy, the guy made a career out. I mean, first trip talking, to yeah, making chicken salad out of chicken shit. First, you know, first CCW Triple Crown winner. An accident. Fucking... He he was an accident, dude. He was setting the ring up. He was setting the ring up, just taking bumps, just bump, bouncing off the ropes, taking bumps, and messing around with the guys. Oh, let's put him in the ring. Wins every fucking title in the Fed. With, with prominent yeah. guys too, Sandman, Mick Foley, Raven. So I mean, Sabu. You know what I'm saying? Steve Austin. Yeah, I was there for that. You know, um, but you see my point. So the, the again, another, another, uh, another, another team, another, another group of guys is still. It's the origin of it, you know, and they can even find names for this shit. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, I saw that Quiet Storm's the one that wins the match, so. Yeah, so I got so it went uh, it was elimination match. So Maximo beats Amazing Red. Uh, Chris Devine then beats Brian XL. Quiet Storm beats Max Joe, Jose Maximo. Uh, then Joe Maximo beats Chris Devine, and of course, like you said, Quiet Storm beats Joe Maximo at fifteen fifty six. Yeah. So the match went almost sixteen minutes. So yeah, and those second last two were at the same time too, which is kind of funny. You don't see that very often. So it was the double pin. Oh yeah, the Quiet Storm. Yeah, yeah, eleven at eleven thirty six. You're talking about yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was a fun match. It was less than it really gave gave me something to dig into for the future. So, yeah, you, I'm I'm telling you, you you you're gonna be pleasantly surprised um, when you start digging. As DJs would do, they dig the crates. You dig the crates. All right. So I, I found a throwback for tonight's show um, by by accident because oh, I love we, shit like we, that. we didn't have a topic tonight. Um, cause I didn't know if I was gonna have you two idiots in the, in the studio with me tonight. But now all of a sudden they're gonna be here. So now it's like, oh my god, we're all gonna be in the studio together. It's like a fucking party. I found something. I'm like, we did this match, but I want to do the, I want to do the rematch to this. And I found the I found the promos. I found the I I just I dug the crates. Once nice. You, so once you do your homework, it, it's um, it's so fun, man. It's so fun. And now that Ring of Honor is 20 years old, now I gotta go back. I missed the first four or five years. So this is this is all for me too. I missed the first yeah. f- almost five years of Ring of Honor. I got to dig the crates now, you know. I got to I got to keep up with the Joneses, man. I'm not I'm not a young I'm not a young fucking buck anymore. No pun intended. Yeah, that next show we'll we'll talk about it, man. But I'm really intrigued by that main event of the next show. But let's say we'll we'll get to that when it comes. So correct. All right. Uh, we, go ahead. And we've got Towel Boy versus Prince Nana. Um, I do love the towel the the rope cleaning gimmick though. That was from ECW. Um, okay. They yeah. Would chant, was- uh, yeah. His name was uh, what's his name? Um, Eric something. Eric Tuttle, and he was in okay, ECW. Yeah. He was the mop guy, and he was towel boy. They would train towel boy, and he'd come out. And this is right after uh, the the EMTs were called damage damage control. <laughs> they were these jumpsuits. They were really EMTs too, by the way. And after they come oh, out, wow. he, he would come out and they, they would clean the ro- they would clean. You no, know, they take the guys out to the dressing room, or whatever, or to the hospital. If they got really hurt, yeah. um, but he would come out and mop and sweep, and he would wipe the towel. He would wipe the the ropes, 
And then it would go, and then all of a sudden it would chant, Towel Boy, and he would come out. So that's Towel Boy, Eric Tuttle. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what it turns out it was a nice ode to, you know, where they came from. So that's okay. a good touch. It's Einstein. You know, it's, it's Philly. Yeah. It's Philly. It's that Philly. It's that Philly stank, man. Can't be mad at that. Give somebody a job. Yeah. Let them. Let, if they're entertaining and they're around, let them work. What's the worst that can happen? He ain't doing yeah. much. Yeah, and the little promos beforehand, McCrino's like, go go out there and get yourself over, kid. Yeah. Oh, I love Steve Carino more and more. How, so How do you not, dude? Yeah. Um, but obviously there wasn't much to the match. You know, Prince but, Nana pretty much destroyed himself. But Prince Nana is another guy who constantly evolved yeah. himself in Ring of Honor. Constantly. Constantly yeah. um, making himself relevant before the Larry Sweeney's and before, you know, yeah. those guys. Because Ring of Honor didn't really have a lot of managers, per se, you know? No. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's uh, obviously he's had 15 million incarnations of the embassy, but right now what we're watching, he's, um, Ciampa's his big uh, this, um, Sicilian psychopath. Um, he's, 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 he's a Midwest guy, isn't he, Ciampa? Um, yeah, he's in um Well, his wife's from Milwaukee. Um, I think he's from Ohio, like Gargano. I think. I think so. Yeah, I know. I knew he was a Midwest. I knew he was a Midwest guy, though. Yeah, but I mean, he claims Milwaukee like in his interest because his wife's from here. So good for her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's huge in um like AAW in Chicago. He's on their band, their Hall of Fame, and everything. So, yeah. um, a lot of fun. You know, that's that's another podcast. But yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to the match. It was, you know, I don't remember Prince Nana wrestling much. He did um, when he had to. Um, he, he was like their version of he was their Bobby Heenan, basically. You know, he was he. You know, he can wrestle really good, but he really didn't. You know, Bobby yeah. Bobby gets put over a lot when he when he first was first coming up because he can work. But yeah. when he stopped working is when we saw him as a manager in AWA and, and WWF. But in you know, and then he was an announcer. But he can Nana can go. Just that he really yeah. he didn't really at that point he. Uh, embraced his role as a manager, as a you know, what I'm saying so. A lot of guys did that back in the day. Freddie Blassie did it. Freddie Blassie was one of the most craziest hardcore wrestlers on the planet. Worse than Abby. Huh. Worse than Abby. Worse than wow. he, he was the precursor. He, he, I mean, he had color almost every show at one point in in that in that San Francisco region of the NWA for Roy Shine, yeah. right? But um, but again, Freddie Blassie was like, all right, I'm done with this region. And he, when, by the time he got to Vince, he was the, he was the fashion plate. He was the pencil neck geek guy. He was the fucking hold on a second. You know, he was this guy. You know, <laughs> so so uh, ironically, it's funny how we mentioned it. I had the doll, but I'm uh, um, thank you for the prop, Elaine. So I was like, you know, um, a lot of guys did that. Not many. I'm I'm gonna rephrase that. I mean, there were a lot of guys that did it, but did did it well. So Nana did. Yeah. Nana, Freddie Blassie, you know, like. Then the guys who couldn't work became managers. Well, Johnny Valiant too. Johnny Valiant was a prominent wrestler, and he, oh, yeah. but he was a better manager. You know what I'm saying? Captain Louis Albano was both. A lot of guys couldn't get Fuji. Fuji was an amazing wrestler. Oh he yeah, was, Fuji. Yeah, and him and Saito. Yeah, yeah, very huge out in this neck of the woods is for AWA. So he's a fucking legend out here. So Fuji, but but there were a lot of guys who weren't. Jimmy Hart wasn't a good wrestler. You know, but no. lot, there were a lot of guys who could just do do either or. Prince Nana was that guy, so he falls in that in that line. So, 
So yeah. Jimmy Hart in real life too. I've met that guy a few times, man. He's yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So that was fifty three yeah. seconds we're not getting back of Nana <laughs> be- fulfiller beating up on Towel Boy. Yeah. Get yourself over, kid. You know. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But uh we've got the Texas Wrestling Academy match pretty much. So so I was a little confused. So whoever won the match it was a tag team match, but whoever got the pin got a contract, but your tag team partner didn't get a contract? Uh, that's how I took it. Okay. <laughs> so, it was, I mean, it's a little, a little, I mean, all right. You know, it makes for interesting stories, but, I mean, why would you want your tag team partner to win? But whatever. Um, but yeah, decent match, though. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't find anything on this Oz guy. And it looks like, um, not to quote Choppy here, but Prince Ikea didn't do much after this either. No. Um, the, the main guys in this match yeah. were, were Brian Kendrick and Michael Shane, who Michael Shane's the real, I think he's the real cousin of Shawn Michaels. I was um, just going to say, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, uh, and Spanky, you know, people people for, people for sleep on Brian Kendrick, man. That, that boy can fucking go. My favorite you know. smack, my favorite SmackDown before the, my favorite era of SmackDown before Paul Heyman was booking, was when him and Paul Under were fucking running shit, over, up in SmackDown. Bet, yeah, yeah, that's all I'm yeah, talking I'm, about early two thousands around this time actually, right right after this time. Um, yeah. I feel like he was pushed into it too too quickly. Um, recently he got into got himself into some trouble with the internet. Um, listen. I'm sure in 20 years, when I'm almost away from this, when I'm almost away from this world, someone's gonna find something I said offensive or choppy or anybody else. But listen, oh yeah, at this point, we are who we are. Um, we're human first and foremost. And I think the the biggest flaw of being a human is um, not being able to forgive, not necessarily yeah. forget. And I don't want to get all spiritual and all this shit, but. Um, you, you hear guys saying shit now, and I listen to a lot of podcasts where a lot of rappers, they say, well, I, I regret using the N-word. Um, and you're like, all right, well, and, and where I'm from, it, it was it was second nature, right? I'm still called that when I go home. When I go home, I'm still called that to some people, right? But yeah. in bad taste, people don't use it, right? Um, you could, I feel like you're allowed to have regrets and make mistakes, but people just don't want to, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to forgive and forget, you know. The whole Marty Skrull thing too, like you know, it's it was even even though she's underage, it was consensual. Now he's only wrestling in in Poland and like Puerto Rico or something like that. But yeah. you see my point, like I, so, it, it's talented guys and girls who say shit and they can't get a break because they're now they're micro microscope microscoped by the by the internet wrestling community. Yeah, and listen, and, and Brian Ken, I'm going to catch shit for this, but I don't care. But in his, def- I mean, obviously, what he said was pretty. And I, you know, me, I am, a, I like my conspiracies. I got no problem with, you know, the lizard people and all that shit. And most, some of the shit he said was pretty horrendous. But he, he owned it. You know, he apologized, and he's like, "Dude, I'm, I, it's, you know, I was in a phase, la da da da." You know, so I'm, I can respect that. I mean, you know, I don't think he actually believes, in, you know, a lot of that stuff. And you know, like I said, forgive people. You know, Josh Hader for the Brewers, people forget. He said some pretty heinous shit when he was in high school, but he owned it. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. I was in high defend- school. I was in high school, you know, like. Right. You know, and he's just like, dude, and, but no, now no one mentions it, which is what No, because he's, a, but, he's I mean, the top fucking closer in the National League. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, yeah, but there were people who, like, you know, they're a Cardinal fan who will crucify him. 
pirate fans will yeah. crucify him. Cub fans will crucify him because he's not a cub. He's not a pirate. He's not a, he's not a cardinal. Yeah. He's a brewer. It's the same thing here in New York. I hate Carlos Beltran. Can't stand him. He's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. Can't stand him. Yeah. You know? He left his bat on his on his on his shoulder for 2006. He he could have took us to the World Series. He didn't. Can't stand him. Okay, but because I mean he's not he wasn't a Marlin. He wasn't a Brave. He wasn't a Philly. You know, but and people oh John, same same shit, man. It's like you're, yeah. you're humans are are are, are flawed. We're, we're flawed. We we you know sometimes we say shit we don't mean or we say shit that doesn't make that doesn't make sense to to another person, but it makes sense to somebody else because they know him. It's like I see this all the time on social media. Like you know me personally. You and I have broke bread. We've hung out together. If I say something on social media and you read it and go up, that's just Phil. Right. But if somebody who doesn't know me read something that I that I write and doesn't know how I said it or how I worded it, oh, uh, you know, I've I've had my I've had guys I've had guys on the podcast I've I had listeners who reported me, dying me to 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 Facebook, and that's why I can't post my our page on 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 Facebook. They they went as far as putting their name on another screen name, and admitting it to me, right? So the point is, you know, Kendrick is is an amazing talent too. That's the that's the messed up yeah. part of it, and he never got that. He never caught fire. He always would get sparks of it here and there. Never got his due. Why didn't him in London get it get over? Because there were so many other they were they were they were like hardy knockoffs basically almost. Right. So now that was this the stank on them was that 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 light cruiserweight light heavyweight type of deal, but these are all Shawn Michaels guys, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, twenty. You know, people, you know the whole twenty-six hour drive. So I mean, I'm sure they probably did. You know, and that was kind of like the gimmick of the match because Michael Shane and Spanky had to, you know, go drive back in the same car, and you know, one's got a contract and the other one doesn't. So Michael Shane had some, I believe he had some uh, rub in TNA. I think he was in TNA for a little while. Yeah, he seemed like he did. A, I mean, he's he had a lot of the tools, but I mean, he wasn't Xavier. But I mean. Yeah, yeah, he had a decent run, and it didn't. It's cool that he didn't actually play off, you know, his famous cousin. So, I mean, kudos to him on that. So, but I mean, yeah, he was wrestling up to a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's true. So, it's true. So that went twelve minutes twenty nine seconds. It was, you know, just a showcase of the schools, and and it happened a lot. Where yeah. guys had schools, and they would lend out their talent and whatever, 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 and it it, 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 it you know it was good wrestling, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, and Brian Kendrick fucking took an ass whooping in this match too. So it took some of those spots. I was like, oof. But yeah, but he hits the sliced bread for the win, and uh, he's yeah, he's got a Ring of Honor contract. So how great is that? The sliced bread, huh? Yeah. Now it's not yeah. a finisher. Not that back then it was a finisher. Now it's a kick out of two and get your move set in. You get it. Get your move set in there. You you fucking you no <laughs> you're, you're no selling uh Mexican jumping bean. You know. Yeah, there aren't many. There aren't many "quote unquote" finishing moves anymore, except for the one in Wing Angel. So it's true. Um, but yeah, then the the big match of the night, um, which was not on Honor Club. Like I said, it was. Um, I love Honor Club. You know, I'm still a member, but some of this early shit was cut weird. So like, you get, when you're watching it, um, like on Honor Club, you can't watch it like as it's going. So it's each individual match, and you don't know the flow of the the thing. And so I missed a lot when I first saw all this. And this match wasn't even on there. So, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know if they had problems, you know, licensing Eddie Guerrero or something. I don't know. But, uh, 
Yeah, but it's super crazy versus the recently fired from WWE, Eddie Guerrero. And um, I think this was his first match after his DUI. Yes. Um, the internet was a little unclear. Um, I knew that. A I, little I knew that yeah. before. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I knew that before that you sent me that because it was pretty. I remember. Uh, was it? Was it? Was it? Was his face? Did Vicky mention it? I think she mentioned it on uh, on Jericho's cruise when they interviewed her. That she. Yeah. That, that was one of his his way back was doing the indies and that was one of his first matches. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, a little shorter than I would have liked. Um, you know, I mean, I, I could have watched these two wrestle for fucking 10 hours and I would have been okay. Um, but yeah. And all accounts, like I said, I mean, I know it's only three months after the DUI, but it sounds like, you know, Eddie was cleaned up and all the backstage reports says he was clear and he was very polite and everything. So, uh, I don't know if that's rose-colored glasses view. Well, Eddie, um, Eddie, had, Eddie, Eddie did wrestle for, again, for, I believe, Ring of Honor. Did he wrestle CM Punk, I believe? Well, that was an IWA, right? I forget. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But, yeah, he, I, I did, from, what I, from what I've heard and read, he, this was his coming back party, you know? So, yeah, this was the first step. Great match. Um, and really, I mean, 50-50. I mean, there was no real dominant spots by either guy. Super crazy. You know. I've seen, and I wrote this down, actually. I'm glad I wrote this down. Um, I wrote super crazy. Tell tell Mott Spock about super crazy. Um, I, <laughs> I've seen super crazy live maybe a dozen times, 16 times. On, But he is one of the best technical luchadors ever. Even yeah. even a botch from him cleans up. He is so technically sound, and it, it's disgusting how he's still. I mean, he had his run though. I mean, they, they, he took him ECW or whatever, but he was so good, man. And for them to put him with Eddie as his dance yeah. partner for this match for the, that IWA Intercontinental, but it, it was it basically was a WWE Intercontinental title. Basically, they could put the camera up front because that's what it was. You know, it basically was, yeah. was the Reggie Parks belt. But um, it was uh, his the best dance, the match of the night. Basically, maybe, maybe, maybe the next match was too was good too. But but this was yeah. this was too. And Eddie was jacked. He was yeah. so big. He was gassed up so much. Didn't didn't affect him though. He was no. Eddie was, you know, people. And you know you you've heard me talk about when 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 uh, fans put dead guys over more than they should. Owen yeah. Hart should be champ. Should have been world champion. Brian Pillman should have been world champion. Eddie Guerrero stop right there. Eddie Guerrero was world champion. Why? Because of shit like this. Eddie, yeah. Eddie took Eddie took the art seriously. He was not only was he a performer, but he was a wrestler. And a long yeah. lineage of wrestlers in his family, back to his father, his grandfather, his brothers were amazing. Um, yeah. You know, they they had a wrestling ring in their backyard. They were the young bucks before the young bucks were the, were the young bucks. With the, with the I mean, ring. I love the. I mean, our cat's named after Ch- Chavo Guerrero, so my man, that yeah. Chavo Classic. I'm assuming, right? Um, full Chico, yeah. <laughs> You know, but Eddie, I mean, just I just actually listened to recently uh, Bruce Pritchard's uh, podcast on Eddie Guerrero. And like you said, I mean, the guy lived wrestling. It was in his blood in more ways than one. 
Um, and it was good to see, you know, good to see this man. I really did. Supposedly, I don't know if this is a gimmick or not, but I mean, I guess super crazy was the one guy on his list. He wanted to get off right off the bat. Yep. Um, not and by, we see why not by accident, man. I'm telling you, this shit doesn't yeah. happen by accident. If guys are, I mean, it's, it's only going to make you better. It's like, you're that band and, they, and you're, you're opening for another band. That's like, okay, I'll open up for those guys because it's, you know, it's them, you know? I we got right. a gig off of, with no redeeming social value, and no redeeming was the fucking standard at that point in terms of the the scene playing not and not big you know yeah, yeah. with with a first band at a twelve, but you know what hmm. I'll I'll fucking open for them. We were supposed to open for Propane, yeah. but they they get caught in a storm. We opened for Hatebreed when they were nobody, but there were twelve bands ahead of us. Okay, I don't mind. I'm on. Put me on a bill. Put and so if any for them say go get that kid super crazy. There's no way Super Crazy's not doing that. I'll open with that. I'll I'll, I'll be the curtain jerker to the main event. I'll yeah. be the, I'll be the first fucking card of that. I'll be the first match of the night. I don't care. That's yeah. that's what that's what that's what wrestlers did. And they, now that they know there's more eyes, and you're two years still removed from any kind of like streaming like YouTube or Daily Motion, yeah. you're still two three years away from that. You know, because I think YouTube was 05, but all this is all VHS DVD. You know, like. And word of mouth. Hey, I got a guy. I got a guy. Italians are good for. Hey, yo, you want something? I got. I got a guy. You need that? I got a guy. We all got guys. You you want something done? I got a guy. You know. Yeah. So it, this was fantastic. This yeah. was fantastic. You know, it, it definitely left me wanting more in a good way. Yeah, and the match went almost eleven minutes. And I we mentioned in the beginning of the of the, of the podcast how those quick finishes can can, <laughs> can either fuck up a match or can just. You know, this could have told a story if they would have yeah. stuck to it. You know, super crazy beats Eddie Guerrero. Like it's like yeah, first day back. Yeah, Eddie Eddie could have worked it if he yeah. didn't go back. Eddie would have been like, all right, I'll fight this guy two more times. That's what yeah. that's what Malenko did with him. I was at the first was the first was the first match. The the one match that was in the arena was August fifth. I forget which 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 one it was. Yeah, it was the first or the second one that I was at. You can actually see me on TV, um, yeah. but there was a trifecta, right? That they wanted that, they knew they were going to get signed somewhere else. They do. They were showcasing this shit. Like, okay, look at me. Benoit did it too. They all, they all did it at, at ECW. Like they were showcasing this shit. You know. You know, it was uh, it was something that you did to get noticed. You know, goes back to music, man. You you yeah. Yeah, you know, I heard and it. Worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. You know. But they could if Eddie would have stayed on the Indies, him and Super Crazy could have took that match anywhere. Yeah, they could have took it anywhere and got and gotten. They could they could have main evented. They could have main evented this card actually. You know, yeah. If you weren't, if this wasn't like the very first card, you weren't showcasing a lot of guys, but they were trying to get all the guys yeah. in. You could have, and this was Rob Feinstein being like, you know what, I know Eddie Guerrero, and now I know Super Crazy, so it's like yeah. let me try to work that, and he did. So good for him. God you know, him. this is really the match they put on the marquee because I mean it, it's the the name guy. I mean, obviously the main event is people that people you know like niche people would know, but everyone knows Eddie Guerrero, and even a step below that, people know is super crazy. So, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was glad. I was glad. I mean, buying this DVD was worth it just for that match because um, I said it wasn't even on the on, it's not even on the interweb. So. And it's weird, you know, super crazy's over in Philadelphia. Who would have thought? So who would have thought that? Yeah. 
you know, Tajiri, he had he had dance partners, man. He had Tajiri, he had yeah. Mikey Whipwreck, he had Taz, he had Rob Van Dam, he had Sabu. He worked with all these dudes, so it's like super yeah, crazy and, uh, shit, man. And Carino did a great story of um, if people who were aware of Super Crazy, like you know, this is this is Super Crazy's chance to to break out of the you know the Tajiri, the RVD feuds because I mean he was always the other guy, and this is his chance to, to shine, and, and they gave it to him. So um, I don't know if he wrestled for Ring of Honor after this or not. Super Crazy again. I'm not sure. This, again, this was before me. This is pre 2007. So yeah. I might have to dig the crates on that. Maybe he did spot. Yeah. Maybe he did spot shows. I don't know. Maybe he did some. I don't know. Maybe he did something like that would would work out. But um, I was thoroughly thoroughly uh, amused. I was very happy that this happened. You know, it just reminded me. Of, it reminded me of ECW, GCW. Reminded me of that. It had that feel to it. You know, um, Feinstein definitely copied, and you know, imitation is the best form of flattery, man. No matter what yeah. you're doing, no matter how you get by in life. Imitation is the best form of flattery, and Feinstein did nothing but copy off his off his uh, his mentor Paul Heyman. So, can't you know you can't you can't uh, knock the hustle as Jay Z would say, right? Yeah. So, so then we go to our main event, and uh, the biggest thing I took out of this match was, I mean, if Ring of Honor is setting the pace of what they're going to be. This match defined what Ring of Honor is going to be for the next twenty fucking years. Um, wow! I didn't know Brian. I didn't know um, Brian Daniels needs to come out to the Offspring. Oh no! Yeah, that was before the Final Countdown. Um, I was like, I, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was a Shawn Michaels guy too. He trained with Shawn yeah. Michaels. And so. I didn't know that till this match. I was like, oh wow, okay. And um, but I'm twenty years old. Loki's only twenty two. You know, like we talked about earlier, you know, Daniels is the elder statesman, but man, this this match fucking delivered. Um, yeah, um, I can't put Christopher Daniels over enough. You know, he and he's one of us too. Like he's a he's a big fan right. of all the wrestling. He's a comic book guy. Like he's a he's funny in real life. He was he was so nice to my son, him and him and Kazarian. Um, he was such and he you know, you're right. You just you nailed it. He set the tone for the next twenty years of this company. Um, Ring of Honor did something better than most feds, and they put on really good main event shows, main events yeah. and their shows, main events. That's why Final Battle was so over. Uh, the War of the World thing was so over when they brought in guys from Japan and Mexico. Um, yeah, they, all their all their main event matches were top notch, and a lot of those main event guys are on TV Monday nights and, and Friday nights. That that's not yeah. by, that's not by coincidence, bro. Yeah, that's no, not, that's I'm... not that's not by accident. I should say that's not by accident. You know, so I mean, you, the Tyler Blacks, the Kevin Steens, the Genericos, the you know, the all these dudes are like they're on TV now. Sammy's, yeah, you know, so it's like it, Samoa Joe. I mean, come on, CM Punk, Nat Danielson, Daniels, yeah. is now, Daniels is now the the elder Booker guy, road manager guy. You know, but. Back do you watch then. being the elite? you watch being the elite at all? I, I have to, I catch up. I watch like three or four episodes in a row, so I haven't seen it. The last episode I saw was when they were doing some kind of uh, the title that they have, the belt. The one guy from the yeah. uh, who has it? The guy, the one guy, the Canadian kid. The, uh, I don't know, guys, the guy, yeah, they got the um, what's the team name I, again? I don't know which one's which, but Matt Parker and Jeff. No, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the team again? The two Yeah, yeah. They, we, we, he, yeah. they were doing some I kind of. It. 
by the way. They were doing some kind of like um I don't know, like a beer beer pong challenge thing for the for the title. Yeah. So that's the last time I saw I have to catch up, so well, Daniels is back on screen and being the elite, but because he's the head of talent relations, so he does this weird, crazy, you know, like eerie, like un- I'm not enough if I can just describe this well, but just like this weird, eerie Undertaker thing, where like he just shows up and he acts like all crazy, and he's like, "Oh wait, you need to sign this release form for your, um, for, or you need to re- need this for your reimbursement for your miles." It's a great fucking gimmick. Good fan. Um, and just that guy on TV is is awesome. So, um. And I know he's he's very very involved still. I know he's not on screen, but um, you know he's fifty fucking three. You know he doesn't look it though. He doesn't wrestle like it. And he and no. he, and he made a career for himself by the stuff he did in TNA, and then the stuff yeah. in Ring of Honor. Like he was a a prominent role in Ring of Honor the first couple of years of its of its existence. So yeah. and, and then Ring of Honor explosion. I mean, you know SCU. Was huge in Ring of Honor before it was an AEW thing, obviously. So I I own the this is the worst town shirt. I love that shirt. That's one of my that's one of my favorite skits on BT ever. That's why I love Scorpio Sky so much because that I I have that shirt. I love that fucking shirt. Um, that rule. I wear it like once a month too. If I go to like Jersey, you know. But, yeah, and just oh shit, I was gonna say, but um, yeah, I mean Daniels, I I, I love this match. Um. You know, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, I've conned some shit for this, but I really think that Daniel should have been the fourth person to be elected to the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Um, he might be. I mean, he might. I mean, it, it, again, it, I've had this conversation with Tank, rest in peace. Everybody's going to get into these Hall of Fames. It's not, yeah. it, unless you have a lawsuit against them or unless you're in bad graces with them in terms of like, did something really bad or heinous, you're not get. You, everybody's going to get in. You just have to acknowledge, I, I think it just depends on the powers to be. That of course yeah. the Briscoes get the first rub. It makes perfect sense. I would have put Daniels over Danielson, personal preference, because Daniels. Well, I would put him over Punk personally. Right. Yeah. Punk too. Um. I mean, maybe I maybe because I had less than I'm like you. I don't know much because he was only in Ring of Honor for three years. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. And he, I don't know if he if yeah. he lit the world on fire in those three years or not. Um. But they're know. all gonna get in. Joe's in. Joe. They're all gonna get in. They're all gonna. Danielson's gonna. Yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, um. The, He's gonna get in. Hold on a second. I just, I just think Daniel should have been a, an original over Punk. So, but right. yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I listen. I love this match. Um, I don't know what else was going on in two thousand two, but this is a legit match of the year contender for me. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. And Loki, I mean, Loki's a fucking ninja. Yeah. That crazy and spinning dive kick thing he did on Dan. I was like, what the. What did you just do, Bruce Lee? I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then, uh, and then Daniel's selling the the time where they're kicking him. You know, Danielson's kicking CD in the back, and then Loki pushes. This is how you kick him, you know. And then just Daniels to take all those kicks from both those guys. I was like, I "Fucking loved it. I really enjoyed it." So I mean, it, it set the pace. It's at twenty minutes, and it was like it didn't let up. You know what I'm saying? It was constant movement. Yeah. It was it was it had a great flow to it. All the guys can work. It was it was a it was a great main event. It was it starts the it starts the beginning of an era, man. Literally, you know, and yeah. that, that pun was intended. You know, the honor, the era of honor officially begins now, and uh, I'm I'm glad it didn't go away. I knew it wasn't going to go away. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm happy because when I when I first I was in a really bad place in my life when I when I when I went, when I went in 07 I was like, yeah man, 
like, I'm missing out. And I started going back to shows again. I started, like, picking up. I mean, I always read the magazines. I always kept up with the guys. But I never yeah. was going. I was going, wasn't going to shows. And uh, I need. I took all that back. I'm like, you know, I need to put. I, I was working way too much, investing in my career. I had just gotten hired at the place I'm at now. I'm now 16 years later. So it's like, you know, it's like, all right, you know what? I started investing in me again, and that was one of the first things I did. You know, I went to a, I went to a Slayer show, and I went to see Ring of Honor, and I was like, you know what? I'm missing out. And so when I met Michael's mom, and I started taking him to shows. His first show was Chikara. And uh, was uh the the Ciba, um the um the the tournament they do the fucking the six man tournament. But I saw taking the shows, and I was I would tell him like, listen, these guys you might see them on TV, you might not, you know. But now it's your yeah. your job to keep up, and it it brought a new fan base, it brought new eyes to pro wrestling. Um, there was just more to it than sports entertainment, and not to say you can't entertain because you can. But right, Ring of Honor was was the the precursor to you know the internet darlings you know so yeah. this is a very very good looking back now a very good first card for them yeah from what they are now you know um yeah Listen, the ring of honor i mean i i've told the story a couple times but i mean i fell out of wrestling for a long time um actually right around 0203 but i didn't have internet access so i didn't know what any of this shit was and i wasn't doing message boards or trade trading or anything um, but look, I mean, obviously, I got back into wrestling because I had, was caretaking a place at a cable. So I started off with WWF, and then I started hearing all this other stuff and podcast. But the two things that got me really back into wrestling were Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor. And then obviously, now I'm the man I am today when it comes to wrestling. So, so, so talk about what you're doing, with Will. Um, talk about what you guys are doing now, and um, what do you guys are you still working with? Are you going to keep the same format? Oh yeah, all right. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've got, I, I technically have three podcasts, but that's, but the one Will and I do, it's just called Ring of Honor Rev, or, well, all the podcasts are called Marking Out with High Five Tom. Um, as heard is the Visionaries Global Media, my friend Chad Diesel's media network. Uh, but yeah, it's called Ring of Honor Revelry. Um, I picked that name very specifically, um, because this is literally a celebrate. Revelry is obviously, um, a synonym for celebration. And this is literally like we just talked about a celebration of Ring of Honor. Um, because I almost got, I, w- I had moved to Western Massachusetts and I almost went to final battle 2011, like on a whim. Um, cause I was actually just, cause I just moved out of Idaho, I actually had internet access so I could like read about things. Um, so basically the podcast is if I had actually started watching ring of honor in 2012. So yeah, we just watched ring of honor TV and like I said, or whatever events come up, like I said, this week, um, coming up, we've got ring of Honor TV from March 4th, but also the anniversary show. You know, so it's we just review that every week and uh, drops every every Saturday. Dope. You know, where can everybody else so. find you on social media? Uh, I am the Mott Spock on the fake book machine, and then uh, on Twitter, I am uh, High Five Tom. That's the number five, not five spelled out. So I'm on Instagram, but I have no idea how it works. Well, congratulations! You did a episode of Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, and to be a bonus episode, I don't want to. No, I guess the next time the boys tap out on me is the, is when I'll upload this and um and plug it to the moon. Or I'll just put it out as a bonus episode this week and next week, whatever it is. But uh, maybe sure. WrestleMania weekend when when Ring of Honor comes back, we'll put it up. But um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you yeah. so much for doing this for me, sending me the DVD. And uh, we're gonna be doing more of these. And now, you know, especially with Choppy. And I don't even think Jay's even dipped into Ring of Honor. He just knows the current shit. So, 
it should be all yeah. new to him too. So I think we should all, you know, at one point get together and, you know, technology won't fail me again. I can promise you that I'll fix it. But we'll get yeah. we we'll do we'll be doing a lot more Ring of Honor this year. So, uh, well, and we forgot to mention their next show um, is that uh, for the I think it ends up being for the title, but that round robin tournament that the three yeah. of them are doing. Yeah, let me, hold on. Let's pull. It. I think I can pull it up. Hold on a second. I think that's where Loki wins the title. But uh, yeah, make a little story short. So they're gonna basically just have a each face each other twice in a round robin tournament. Whoever wins is the best wrestler in the world. Yep, same place, March thirtieth. Um, from the Mur- the Murphy Rec Center, and it was I'll run I'll run down the car real quick. I mean, if we get it, we'll do, we'll we'll cover it, but. We run down the card real quick. It was um, March 30th, 2002. Um, Daniels defeats the American Dragon in the first match in the round robin. Moff and Mac beat Prince Nana and, and Talboy with Simply Luscious, whoever Simply Luscious is. Jo- Joey Matthews and Christian York, remember them? Versus oh, yeah. defeats CW Anderson and Elax. Xavier defeats James Mariato. The Natural Born Sinners beat the Boogie Knights in the rematch. Loki defeats Chris Daniels in the second match of the round robin. Paul London and Chris Marvel end in a no contest. Spanky beats Jay Briscoe. The SATs beat Red and Brian Excel and Divine Storm, which is Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, in a Lucha Style Elimination Tag Match. And the American Dragon defeats Loki in the third match of the round robin tournament at 32 minutes and 7 seconds with special Oof. guest. You know who the special guest referee was? Uh, I don't. The dangerous, most da- my- the most dangerous man alive, Ken Shamrock. No shit. So that that'll be uh that probably our next installment. Maybe we'll try to get that and fucking in its, in wow. its entirety, right? So yeah. yeah. Well, Phil, I can't thank you enough for for the platform. Um, I appreciate this. I appreciate all you've done for me. You know, you know how I feel, but we appreciate you, you know, man, just uh, just helping us and supporting us all the time. It's uh, it's it's it makes us want to do more shit. So. So, good. But, um, also, Faith and I will be back whenever um, Rob's doing his Asian Film Festival back in July, so we're gonna go see that. So uh, you guys come up for that, and then we'll uh, I think we'll do hang out, do, do some pizza, do a pizza tour. I think we'll do. Yeah, make the bad decisions. So. Yeah, speaking of Jimmy's got Craig ahead back on again this week, and they talk about pizza again. So I spoke to Jimmy. We keep missing each other, but we're gonna we're gonna get he's gonna get on the podcast. So. Cause Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's, big, Jimmy's a big wrestling fan, so um, we got yeah. we're gonna get him on. A, I don't know if I'll be on his, but it'll definitely be on mine. Um, but we talked about it, and he invited me to his house for his house party he's having. Or I think nice, he, yeah. So sometimes I think he moved having a house party, whatever it was. So I forgot what it was, or did I think it happened? No, I don't think it happened already. He invited me, but I don't know if it, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But either way, so, either way, yeah. I, I, Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. is literally he's like three miles away from me right now, three four miles away from yeah. me. So in in Brooklyn, so we gotta hook up. But yeah, another another Broad Street breakdown connection right there. So thanks it, to those guys. That's it, man. Shout out to them. But, yeah, and shout out to Will, my co-host, and my buddies Chad and Diesel, the guys that put out the network. And uh, yeah, I looked at him on too. I said one of my other podcasts is like it's kind of like actually speaking of Jimmy's, it's kind of like his style. It's more of like a conversation series called Chop It Up with High Five Tom. The only rule is we can't talk more than ten percent wrestling. It's got to be something else. Oh, you know, because I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I hope like to actually like chop it up, like, what well, we can like compare EMT stories because we're both EMTs and my oh, Jesus, I got that. That's gonna yeah, yeah, here. So yeah, we'll do that. I I got some I got some fun stuff to talk about. 
Um, so I, I've, lived, well, I've, I've lived a little bit of a life. I, I'm not, you know, I, it's been interesting to say the least. You know, I'm not, I'm not always doom and gloom. So right, but yeah, I mean, the first one I did was with let's say with Chad and Diesel. It was really their the first time they actually told like their origin story of how their podcast started and everything. So it's, that's kind of like the, the point of the podcast to really put people people's stories over. So. Well, if you're coming up in July, maybe we'll do the the anniversary episode, the ten year anniversary episode around you guys coming in. It's July thirtieth yeah. anniversary. So if you guys uh, you guys do come up in July, then maybe we'll save the anniversary show until you guys come in. We'll go get into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, tell Rob to get shit together. So I know Faith really wants to. That's her Christmas present. So. Fuck that. Guy. <laughs> I'll probably see you next week. Sweet. Uh, all right, my dude. Be safe. Stay warm. All right, dude. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Be good. All right, bye. Ciao.